Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United Podcast. We have not much Rotherham United stuff to talk about today, but there's still plenty of Rotherham United related stuff. We've got two new guaranteed opponents to talk about for next season, as the championship is almost complete. Uh, so we'll cover through that. Um, that might be about it, mate, but we'll get there. If it's just me and you, mate, it's going to be over and done with in a, in a blink of an eye, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm sure you've got plenty of rants to do, to be honest with you. Haven't you? <laughs> I could think of one or yeah. two things on that night yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought that <laughs> um, Danny will be joining us in a moment, but in the comments we have S64 Miller with us, Neil Liversage, Gav Grundy, YouTube user Philip Hawes, Theo Liversage, Paul Brock, and Powermad UK with us. If you guys want to talk, any of the comments want to talk, wants us to cover a topic, let us know. Um, we have plenty of time. As things stand. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, hello, everybody. Um, what do you want to talk about first, Mick? Do you want to cover the League One playoffs in terms of who's coming up with us? Or do you want to talk about who is fell through the metaphorical trap door from the Premier League? Well, you mean from, from falling out of heaven into, uh, into the, real, the real life? <laughs> Yeah, and let's start with this one. Let's start with transfer rumours. Jalen Simpson, is it true that Cardiff have made a move for Smith? Well, what I would say to that, uh, Jalen, is that that's the same account that stole our rumour of Marcus Force. So it depends on whether <laughs> our rumour's true. Um, that's all I'll say. I haven't heard anything concrete on anything to do with Smith. Danny, I don't know if you've heard anything. Welcome, Danny, first of all. Uh, have you heard anything on the Smith rumours other than he's still deciding? No, um, heard nothing. That's the first time I've heard of any other interest in Smith, to be fair. I know he's said that a few other clubs did reach out to him, but he said it was nothing concrete. And if Cardiff have moved very quickly for him, then then it's uh, back in our court to try and keep him here. But yeah, it, it is from the same account that um, stole, well, stole, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that, that stole our rumour of Marcus Fors coming to Rotherham um, that I did get quite reliable information on all the way back at the end of last season. 
Um, but then as soon as it's been tweeted out, and then suddenly, oh, hello, it's been tweeted out by somebody else with no link to a source. So, cheers, lads, but we are in the comment section now claiming it, so there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, um, with Michael Smith and Cardiff, I've not heard anything concrete. I don't know if Cardiff are looking for a centre-forward of Smith's ilk. Um, and to that to that point as well, why would he want to uproot his family from this neck of the woods when he's got another baby on the way and move all the way down to Cardiff. You know, it's a bit... Mm. Yeah, it's also worth mentioning that if the rumours are true that Gareth Bale's going to Cardiff, that's going to take up a significant percentage of their wages. A significant percentage of their wages. Even if he drops his wages by probably 75%, that's still going to be a terrific amount of cash that they have to fork out weekly. So that puts question marks for me on what ta- other type of players they can afford. To. Now, we know Smith's not going to be on 50 grand a week, Nick, but even 50 grand a week, when you're paying potentially 50 grand a week to somebody else, is, it doesn't quite add up to me anyway. It depends how deep Cardiff's pockets are, doesn't it? You know? True. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be well past the um, parachute payments now, I would imagine. Um, so, you know, financial flair, fair play and all that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. To be fair, Gareth Bale. I mean, he doesn't need to. He could. He could work for free for the rest of his life and still have, you know, still be a multi-millionaire. So uh, it depends whether he wants to play football or not, doesn't it? Um, I think he prefer to play golf. Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he's not. He's not sort of put himself in a in a great light, has he, over the years with his attitude. I don't know what the issues were at Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid. Yeah, and, and clearly there are going to be issues there because there's a horrible there's personalities there, the likes of Ronaldo and, and people like that who, you know, think they're better than everybody else. I mean, he is, obviously, like, but, uh, but so is Gareth Bale on his day. So, I don't know. I don't know. Depends what they're, like I said, what their financial... Uh, state is and whether that's going to put them into the financial fair play um, mm. arena. But um, yeah. you know, listen, if Smith, if Smith has got an opportunity to go and play with Gareth Bale, would you would you advise him against it? <laughs> I can you imagine match up there. Wouldn't that be glorious, sir? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> Bale put on a sixpence for Smithy to bang him home from. Uh, yeah, that'd be brilliant. No, I'd be, I'd be um, more looking forward to Gareth Bale against Richard Wood, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very true. Is there any other rumours we can mention, Danny? That I, I've, I've seen literally nothing over the last couple of days. I don't know if you've got anything that you know that's uh, bubbling under. No, it's uh, it's all gone quiet. To be fair, um, which is I don't I don't know. At this point in the season, as fans, we sort of like like to be drip fed rumours, don't we? Even if it's complete <laughs> twaddle. Um, but yeah, it's all gone quiet. Um, it's all gone quiet from the club as well, so I think it's just securing assets and trying to secure assets now. Um, but we should know by the end of is it next week about smudge? End of the coming week. week, yeah, yeah. yeah end of the coming week, we shouldn't find out about smudge. So we'll find out if the Cardiff rumor was pulled out of one's backside or is it, it was true, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Um, at this point now, everyone's just starting to let us settle and the teams that are now in our league are reevaluating their position and the two teams that are still fighting it out for the last promotion place, they'll have to reevaluate their situation. So I think it'll be quiet for the next week, two weeks or so. Uh, and then it will probably suddenly kick into gear around the, around early June, I think. 
Yeah, I think you're probably right. Let's move on then. If anything pops up, we will go through that as the show progresses. Um, yeah, so Twitter is, for example, telling our podcast account to start following Burnley Football Club. I wonder why that is. Um, let's talk about the League One playoff <laughs> final first. Um, so it was Sunderland 2, Wickham Wanderers 0. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a win for football, Danny, that we, that we don't have to play Wickham next season, but it's probably the lesser of two evils from football point of view for next season that Robin Wickham don't have to meet again. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think, well, certainly based off the performances this season, we played better against Sunderland than we did, than we did against Wickham, or at least we, we were allowed yeah. to play better, shall we say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I said beforehand that I thought Sunderland were going to win purely because of the superstition of that West End at Wembley. And sure enough, there you go. I'm telling you, every every fan base that's in the West End of Wembley in the playoffs now will win the playoff. I'm, tell, I'm nailing my colours to mast on that one because the East End is cursed. Um, but yeah, well, I think Sunderland going up is probably the first instance of a player getting promoted twice with two different clubs in the same season. Because Will yeah. Grigg got promoted with us in, in regular time, shall we say. And then uh, he's gone back to Sunderland and now he's been promoted again with the Sunderland lot. Um, does he get two bonuses for that? I'm not sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I thought we'd have to pay a bonus to him, but I'm certain that Sunderland, I'm almost certain that Sunderland would have had to pay a contracted, contractual bonus. Apparently, um... according to Paul Kendrick, who's the uh, journal mm. covers Wigan, they are Wigan... I think it's 250k of their promotion money to Wigan for buying Will Grigg. And then they've been supplementing his loans whilst he's been on loan with us. So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a very Sunderland thing. They still have to pay Wigan for a player they bought off him whilst paying his wages to another club. And both clubs finished above him in the league and went up automatically. Um, very, very, very interesting. But I saw a comment about uh, do we think Sunderland are going to overspend in the championship? Where's it gone? I, 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 I have seen that. Ah, here, here we go from Jamie. Do you think Sunderland will overspend in the championship? Um, I think they will, to be fair. I think they're going to try and go for it and uh, try and sign some good players in, which might push Will. There we go. So, yeah, I think they will. I think it, they'll try and bring in some uh, a better centre-forward, how we say, than Will Grigg, which might push him out and bring him back home to here, shall we say. Um, but I, th- I think Sunderland will spend quite a lot in the Championship because now they do want to definitely stay up and push on, don't they? Um, but you never know, he might come back and bite him. I don't know, right, definitely score. If he, play, if he comes to us next year, Grigg is definitely scoring at Stadium Alight. 100% nailed on. We might lose 3-1, but Will Grigg will definitely <laughs> score. He might even um, score at the DW as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, on the game itself, Mick, uh, it was, from a Wickham Wanderers point of view, a very, very disappointing performance. Uh, they were second best from minute one to basically minute 90. They had, they had a spell here and there. Um, but that, for me, that was a completely unrecognisable Wickham Wanderers to why I've seen players and play other teams over the past few years. I just didn't, did, just didn't, just didn't recognise them all. No, I think, uh, I think Gareth Earns has got it wrong. Um, they moved away from what they are good at. Which is what everybody else hates, um, and and they they they, they didn't play the Wickham way. Uh, had they done so, I think they would have frustrated Sunderland uh, a lot more than they were able to by trying to take game to them, which was was the wrong. Yeah, it was just the wrong tactic. 
Um, well, I think we were all expecting what well, we were, weren't we? We were all expecting sort of fifteen minutes worth of football, and um, and 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 we come to to, to bag a a late winner somewhere. Um, but they they moved away from what they're good at, um, mm. and you can't do that in the last game of the season or a, such an important game. You've got to you've got to work with what you know. Um, so I think they're probably the architects of their own downfall, really. Um, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed a little bit um, right. because, well, you know, you go to the comment that Jamie made there. Do you think someone will overspend? Yeah, I do. Hundred percent, they will. Um, and if if the, the issue we've got is that they've got a manager in Alex Neal, who's a very, very good and very experienced manager, um, which which would suggest they might get the right players in this time, which would be a bit of a disaster for. Um, some of us, you know, they're not going to end up being one of the ones that are struggling if that's the case. Um, and we need, well, do we? I was going to say what we need is the play, the teams that have come up with us to be down there at the bottom end of the table fighting. Do we need that? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see until what our recruitment um, team bring in. But, um, yeah, I think they'll spend, they will be the man with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> they very, very could well be. Um, on the goals, the first one, David Stockdale has had an absolute stinker, and he make an absolute stinker. I've seen people yeah. trying to defend him on Twitter saying the ball swerved. If it's swerved, it's swerved like millimeters, and it's yeah. just gone past him. I don't really understand what he's trying to do, really. He's it's just absolute shocker. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, yeah, yeah, he got, I, I, I was gonna say he got wrong footed, he didn't even get wrong footed. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, it was just, he had a mare, didn't he? He had a mare. He can't even claim a deflection. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> And I think the fact that he laid face down <laughs> Wembley Turf for 30 <laughs> seconds afterwards probably said all you needed to know. I think he was just mm. hoping it was going to open up and swallow him. Um, not uh, not a great effort, that. <laughs> no. What I loved also at half-time is as he's walking off the pitch, clearly devastated, he just made a mistake. The cameraman walks with him just to let yeah. him know that he's showing the entire country. Yeah. I'm sure that didn't feel loads, loads better. Um, yeah. But the ability to go, the Embleton who scored, he's run from halfway line to edge at Wickham's box, mm-hmm. completely unchallenged. Again, I, I can't so think of anything less Wickham like. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. Really, really peculiar. Um, but, but, yeah. Naive, and you wouldn't expect that from mm, Gareth Ainsworth. Naive, very naive. Yeah, yeah, it were. Um, the second goal then came late on from Ross Stewart. Uh, you could question the keeper, Mick, but I'm not going to question the keeper. I think it's a great finish. I think he's unsighted the keeper, uh, as Paul Watson in his quest coverage has Meg's he's gone through the player's legs, which yeah. then makes it almost impossible for the keeper to see what's happening. Um, and Ross Stewart, 26 goals this season. It's flown because because we've had, we've had Michael Smith. It's flown under our radar, I think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but twenty six goals in League One is an incredible achievement. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, he, he, he kind of feigned to put it the other side of the keeper as well, mm. uh, the yeah. other side of the net. So it looked like he was going to go in the right hand side, and he ended up putting it in the left. Uh, so I can see why the keeper didn't get anywhere near that one. Uh, mm. No fault, no fault on on Stockdale for that one. But yeah, it's. Um, Lots and lots of happy Mackens, weren't they? <laughs> yes, there was. Uh, Danny, anything to add on? Before we talk about our, our team, we will definitely play next season, Sunderland. Thoughts on Wickham? Just, are you just glad we don't have to play them? 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they do like a nil-nil, don't they? Especially against us this season. I think yeah. Wickham are the only team that we did, that we didn't score or concede against in both fixtures. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think um, like, like we said earlier, they didn't really just they didn't really turn up at Wembley, did they? We thought they were going to play one way, and it's and even the commentator said it's not very Wickham this performance. And I think a lot of it was just down to Sunderland wanting it more. Um, you know, they've finally got out of League One now, and I think Wickham will probably have a season to re-analyse and re-energise next, uh, for next season. I think uh, Gareth Ainsworth will probably push them up the league a bit more now, uh, now that this has happened. Um, but yeah, they just didn't turn up at Wembley. I don't know if you've mentioned it, but with um, Stockdale's trying to save the first goal, I mean... Yeah. Even players who were, were goalkeepers, it's like he's moved away from it. I don't know if he expects it to curl or he's just hitting straight at him, but he sort of like just skims his shoulder and it goes in. It's a very strange way of trying to save it. He couldn't do anything for the second goal, and I think Sunderland mm. did deserve to win in the end. But it's a shame because Wickham can't repeat the feat that they did a couple of seasons ago in the playoff final. Um, could be down to fan pressure, to be fair, because they won that mm. one behind closed doors, didn't they? But. Cool. True, Mick. I assume you've got a, a rant prepared about Sky Sports loving Sunderland, or mentioned about the Premier League, or <laughs> oh. something you would like to uh, have a bit of a chat about. Mick, ranting coming. I, I I, there's no point, is there? I mean, everybody's done it so well on Twitter, anyway. You know, it's been covered. It's just, oh, I can. I don't know. How to, I don't know how to to describe it for anybody that didn't wasn't. Or was fortunate enough not to listen to it without without swearing. I mean, it's just it was awful, weren't it? It's not just me, is it? It was. There were parts where they were awful, totally yeah. dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, Dan, Danny's now disappeared, obviously. But you know, you, you you think about you think about journalists or commentators and everything else, and and, and they obviously prep. For, for 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 the commentaries that they're doing, or for the, the articles that they're writing, but as a commentator, you're just really there to say what, explain what's happening, as opposed to just churn out utter nonsense. And it is nonsense, isn't it? You know, it's like yeah, there used to be Premier League; they've got lots of fans. And then thirty seconds later, after after the next passage of play. They've got lots of fans and they used to be in Premier League. And then they used to be in Premier League and they've got lots of fans. It's like, what are you... Just shut up, man. <laughs> the, the worst bit about it was that the uh, the lead commentator, I forget his name, but he was Gary itching. Weaver. Gary Weaver. He was itching to call Ross Stewart the Loch Ness Drogba. And even his co-commentator <laughs> went, oh, here we go. Um, but I, I, do, I do agree, Mick. As commentators, you are there to tell you what's happening. You know, yeah. um, Lyndon Goop passes, passes it to Ross Stewart, who drives it forward, that sort of thing. Not just go, all oh, this massive club are now he- heading in the right direction. I mean, technically you're right, but they've only just got back to the Championship, lads. It's taken them five seasons to get back to the Championship. And every single time Rotherham's been in League One over the last 10 years, we've gone up first time. Whereas with Sunderland, it's taken them five years and one already failed playoff um, playoff campaign. And now they've won the second one. Fair play to them, yeah, no, no doubt about that. But 
to big them up as this sleeping giant entity. It was worse when they were playing Chef Wednesday, to be honest. Let's let's be real, but to just big him up that that much and to be so attendance policey about it all mm. and the amount of fans they've got in this great club and this and other. Yeah, they are a great club, but they've been in League One for a reason. You know, what I mean, they've been in League One because they're not good enough for the forty-four other teams in the country, and that's why they're in League One. Actually, no, they've been worse than fifty-two team, no, fifty-one teams in the football league this season. Two of which were in their own league and went up before them, which was us and Wigan, obviously. But to big them up like that, it's like, yeah, they're a big club, no doubt about it. But they're a big club that's in League One for a reason. It's like the whole thing with Chef Wednesday, oh, it's a Premier League fixture in all but name. No, it isn't. Chef Wednesday haven't been in, <laughs> been in the Premier League since two thousand, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunderland, all right, more recently, and they've fallen down the league. But like I've kept saying, they're there for a reason. And to big them up so much, it's a bit, nah, come on, you know. Yeah, It's just it's, it's, the, it's the same as, as social media. It's just about getting clicks, isn't it? It's just, you know, mm-hmm. they, they pick the biggest club or the club with the biggest fan base um, from whatever commentary they're doing and just... just just blather on about them all the time, don't we? You know, it were a real struggle for them in that Wednesday Sunderland game, which one they were going to suck up to the most, weren't it? But if, what they think is, I guess, that they work on the basis that they've got lots of fans, so we might get some more subscribers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So essentially, yeah. what they're doing, they're just trying to sell their product. You don't need to sell their product. You know, course, it's, yeah, it's if you're watching it, you've paid for it, or all of a sudden paid for it, and you're, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just get on with and do your job. Yeah. Um, Jamie says on the Mick Rant, Mick Rant coming, and then Mick always says, Oh, there's no point, and then goes into the rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do it. Thanks, <laughs> uh, I feel a bit, I almost feel sorry for Sunderland fans in the terms of their coverage because looking yeah. at social media, looking at Sunderland fans' social media, they were just buzzing. I did, I barely yeah. saw any comments about their attendance, any comments about them being a massive club. There were barely anything. They were just buzzing even before the game. They were just so excited and nervous for the day. Obviously, Wickham fans as well. And then to see all the stuff on social media, it, it just I made me jealous that we weren't involved. I'm glad we weren't involved in a way, obviously. But it just reminded me of how when it Wembley this season, I went at Gillingham, the party afterwards, the way they were just treating it, I, the, the sort of coverage almost takes away from what they've actually achieved, which bearing in mind their Wembley history is a great, it's now this is a great achievement based on that recent history. Um, That's exactly what it does, Matt. And that's exactly what it does because what, what they're doing is reminding Sheffield Wednesday fans reminding Sunderland fans mm. of the recent history mm. and not very nice history, you know, yeah. slipping down the league, financial issues. All you're doing by saying that they should, they're a Premier League club and they shouldn't be in here and they shouldn't be doing this and they've escaped League One and all this nonsense, all you're doing is reminding them of how bad it's been. Mm. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Instead of just mm. letting them get on with it and enjoy it, you're just telling, it, telling everybody, oh, you used to be big, you used to be big, you. <laughs> it's essentially what they're doing so I suppose we should enjoy it really particularly when they do it to Wednesday yeah well because they were Paul Brock says would the commentators have been any different had the fouls got up suspected it would have been 100% exactly the same yeah it would absolutely yeah Absolutely. and all all the commentators said apparently the championship isn't good enough for Sunderland Oh, I, 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 I had my head in my hands when they said that. It's like, yeah, oh dear. This is also, again, <laughs> if, if you ask any Sunderland fan, of course they'd like to be in Premier League, 
But the, I think they're more than happy to be in the championship next year. I, again, I said it earlier. I think they'd be buzzing for the yeah. championship. So what, it, it just takes away from their day almost, and it just seems unnecessary. I don't, yeah. I don't, don't like it. No, it's, um, poor. it's poor and it's lazy. You know, yeah, it is. It's mm. just lazy. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the easy route, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Uh, Mike the Miller says, "Bang on, Mick. This guy, the bigger club, they can eulogise about. They hope the more pound notes in their back pocket. Mick may be on a rant, but he is so right. Doesn't always happen. <laughs> well, the, um, I usually am right when I'm on a rant. <laughs> yeah, the, the good it, thing is Leeds didn't come down, so it, Sky can't get excited about Leeds, can they? So. Yeah. That's very true, actually. But here's a question for you. In fact, not a question. I think we should put a bet on this, right? Go on. How many times are are Sunderland going to be on Sky in the Championship next season? A lot. But we'll do it as part of our preseason predictions. Yes, that's what I did. Keep counting them, won't we? Yeah, forty six. Not including cup games. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the downside of Sunderland coming up, Danny, is as we've already mentioned, it's very unlikely that Sunderland, because of what the manager is, a very good championship manager, and because of the bigger budget they have, there's a strong chance they won't be in the relegation fight. They might be, but there's better chance of Wickham being a relegation fight than Sunderland. That's the downside, isn't it? Really? I mean, on paper, yes, but um, I think Sunderland might be in for a shock with the championship. To be fair, I think. They were so focused on getting out in League One. Now they've got to face the Championship, and it's a totally different beast. I mean, mm-hmm. and granted, we have various arguments as to why we haven't stayed up in the Championship ourselves, but we've got had more experience over the last ten years of the Championship um, in terms of trying to grind out the relegation fight. But Sunderland haven't had that um, because the one time they were in the relegation fight, they failed. Uh, whereas with Rotherham, we've had a few goes at it and we've improved every single time we've done it. Um, well, especially under Paul Warren. I mean, not in terms of linear championship, but under Paul Warren, we've improved every single time. So it could be a little bit of a shock for Sunderland and it could um, derail their season in the early stages, just that initial shock of it. Mm. You know, because they might improve later on, yeah, but the damage could already be done. I mean, it's, it's all speculation at the minute, but it's one of the, I mean, we're not even in June yet, lads. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, might have a, they might have a horrid season, they might finish 10th. Yeah. You know, we don't know, do yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> very true, very, very true. Uh, Miller and the Kutra comments says, See you next season. He just wanted to say hello. He's a Watford fan. Hello. I hate playing Watford. Yeah, playing Watford. They always do us, don't they? Yeah, they do. I've forgotten <laughs> about Watford and, and yeah. with the greatest respect. I had genuinely forgotten that that Watford had come down. Even um, I think the game that the games between us and Watford next season should just be like a yo-yo competition rather than football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that would suit yeah. both clubs really, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, we're both good at going up and down, not very good at playing football. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very true. Uh, John S. Mel Wigan are coming up. They spent a reasonable a good amount last year. Can't do that twice. Or financial fair play will be around the corner. Yeah, they spent a lot on wages because because they went into admin that benefited them by not having any previous history. So that's why the wages were a lot, lot bigger. But obviously, this will come in uh, going forward. John Morell says, "Wishful thinking." Danny Alex Neal is a very good championship manager, yeah, yeah. and he will have them ready for it. I suspect that will be the case. Unfortunately, um, 
The question John Knoxley wants to ask Mick is thoughts on Freddie at the game, at the Sunderland game. Uh, just to sort of clarify, he wasn't in a section. He was in the posh seats. So if, you, if you're looking at the camera at Wembley, you've got the dugouts, and then just at the side of the dugouts, they're essentially not, not, they're not quite the executive suites, but it's almost a neutral venue for, uh, seat for guests and whatnot. So Freddie wasn't in a, a stand with a set of fans, just sort of to clarify that. Not that it really matters, Nick, but your no. thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I, I suspect he's there as a, as a guest of one of the two clubs that were playing. And obviously the speculation is that it'd be Sunderland. I don't think it would be. Um, I suspect, because he's, he's, a, he's a Southern lad, isn't he, Freddie, originally? I think, yeah. is he not a London lad? I think he's um, London, yeah. I suspect Wickham would be a very good fit for Freddie. Mm. Very good fit. Um, as, a, as a decent foil for Volks. Um, Volks. Volks, 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 whatever, you know. <laughs> well, it would be, you know. And, and, he, and was, yeah. the, thing, the thing about it as well, because of Freddie's um, um, habit of drifting in and out of games, he, he, he would fit in well with the way that we can play because... We can literally drift in and out of games, don't they? You know what I mean. Um, yeah. So that might be a, that might be a rumor you want to. We, we could pass on to EFL Hub. Um, you know, Freddie Ladapo to Wickham. I suspect is uh, is probably my sources are telling me um, on the cards. Especially <laughs> yeah. Things with yesterday at, uh, at Wembley uh, to see his future teammates and to replace um, Akin Fenwa. Mm. Yeah, uh, John Morella points out he was certainly a Jude Bellingham, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't think Jude Bellingham's making a move to Wickham or Sunderland anytime soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just mates for somebody. Do you think, though, Danny? Do you think him and Paul Warnock exchange pleasantries? Or, I mean, they might have done. But you say about Jude Bellingham, I mean, we were just on about Sunderland maybe overspending in the championship. So. <laughs> Um, but no, I think I think with Freddie, he's um, he's mates with a few other lads in the Wickham mm. squad, so I think he was there as like a mates guest sort of thing. Um, but I don't know the amount of exchange pleasantries, the amount of bumped into each other. Um, but one, he was on Quest pundit duty. Once he was like mm. their manager pundit, then they had Liam Richardson on Sky. So they might have come across each other, but I'm not too sure. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see Paul Warren on the Quest show yet. Um, has anyone else seen him? How did he do? Did he do well? I've seen bits. I mean, it's just it's Paul Warney, you were, were great. <laughs> From the bits Brilliant. I've seen, he was just on. He's honest and knowledgeable. That's Paul Warney, isn't it? Brilliant. Make, making a good account of himself. Good lad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, John Morell says Jude was a guest of David Stocktail that became mates at the Blues. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jude, uh, <laughs> Bellingham had some cheering up to do then, didn't he? On yeah, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant. Uh, Chris Wright said he watched a Sunderland podcast around January and their fans were touting uh, Ladapo for them. Yes, it, it depends on Sunderland's ambitions. If Sunderland's ambitions are just to try and stay up, then yeah, go for Freddie. But if your ambition is anything other than to try and stay up in the Championship, I, I, I not that Sunderland, not that Alex Nilsman watches and listen, but I advise against it. Completely advise against it. It's not good enough for that for the higher level in the Championship for me. Um, but, it's not an Alex Neal type player either, is it? I don't think he is now. Um, Alex Neal strikes me as a type of manager who expects his players to put a shift in. Um, certainly the difference between playing Sunderland under 
that little mm. bloke, and then under Alex Neal, they were a different proposition. Um, yeah. You know, so and and then that was that was mainly down to work rate, in my view, mm. from what I saw anyway. Um, so I, I, do, I don't see him being an Alex Neal kind of player, and I, I suspect that Sunderland will be setting the sights a little bit higher. Um, yeah, the, the January link made sense to me. If it had gone in January, that would have yeah, made yeah. sense. Yeah, I don't think it makes any sense going forward. No. Um, but there we go. That's the league one done. What we're going to do now is quick chat with Ben from Manscaped Advert, and then we'll be back <laughs> to cover the relegation battle in the Premier League, which affected us. So we'll see you in just a moment. Thank you. Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0. Um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they, they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light. Uh, it comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on. So, it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it. And I, I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT. For free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. Ben highly recommends it. And keep an eye out, we've got the next few weeks, we've got a new product coming out from Manscaped, the Boxers 2.0. There will be more to come on that very, very shortly. Don't forget, if you want them, NYT. Mick's laughing already. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I would show I would show the manscaped well, product that I am wearing, but uh, we'd get flagged on YouTube because it's got the shirt on. I've got my own manscaped thing on, but I can't show it. No, I am representing though. <laughs> yes, um, Will Daniels on the Freddie Ladapo chat. Sunderland won't need Ladapo. They'll sort of resign Broadhead, who came off the bench yesterday. Permanently from Everton, now Everton is safe. And Ross Stewart will say, but I'm very impressed with Ross Stewart. It's the first time I've properly watched him outside of the Rotherham game. I was properly impressed with him. Um, so yeah, it would be a handful. Um, before we move into the Burnley chat, Mick, Cheryl Stone wants to know, what are the away sides you're looking forward to most next season? And it's a good little lineup in terms of people north of us. Um, yeah. You've got all the... You've got Blackpool, Burnley, Preston... Blackburn, Wigan, up in the Manchester region. You've got Hull, Sunderland, Middlesbrough in your northeast. You've got obviously Sheffield United, Stoke relatively close, West Brom, Birmingham, Coventry in the Midlands. Uh, and then every, every, everywhere else is sort of further south. Now it's, for us, it's, there's no Plymouth or anything like that. It's stupid travelling time, which is quite good. Yeah, the, the, the furthest one, obviously, is Norwich in it. So that'll be a Tuesday night. Um, obviously. Yeah. That's a doubt. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what I'm looking. Which I'm, which I'm looking forward to. I'd like. It'd be nice to get back to Turf Moor. Uh, it's a long, mm. long time since I've been to Turf Moor. Always find yeah. that a really, really difficult place to go. Um, and I'm sure that I'm sure next season will be will be no different, will it? Um, but they were always a good away day. That 
Um, yes. So yeah, we'll see. There's there's plenty of the away days in in the championship are nowhere near as good as they are in League One, and they're not. And and I, I'm not wishing I were back in League One. Clearly, obviously. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, Burnley, Turf Moor, I think is is probably top of my list. The good thing about the Championship is the sort of pubs and things around the stadiums are designed for more than just five hundred fans. You know, they went drilling in the pubs around the ground, and I weren't particularly impressed with it because it's drilling them and they don't expect it. Whereas West Brom and all these other teams, not having not been to West Brom, uh, I think uh, the setup's probably a bit better. Danny, any 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 is there any? Bear in mind, we don't know about Sheffield United, Huddersfield, and Forest. Uh, any other ones that you take your fancy? I mean, for me, I've only done four grounds in the championship. So I'm, Have you really? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to them all. The other ones I've done are Wigan, Sunderland, Bramall Lane, and oh, no, I've done five because I've done QPR and um, St Andrews, mm. but when Coventry were there. So it's like, does it count? Does it not? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to them all, really. Maybe not the Tuesday night to Norwich, which, like I say, Mickey's effectively nailed on. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Turf more because it's one of your more classic, just four-sided football grounds. Yeah. And um, and apparently the uh, the cricket club that's banged next door lets away fans in, so that should be nice. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I've been, I've been, I think I've been to most of the northern ones. I still haven't done Sunderland Middlesbrough because we're always playing on a Tuesday night, which always kills me. Um, but still, those two. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Steve Cooper says Swans is always a trek. Yes, great uh, ground. And we always get crap referees. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, cracking ground. I shall certainly be good at both Swansea and Cardiff. They're, they're, they're two that have, uh, have already um, EMR. Unless it's Tuesday night. Unless it's Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're booked in for us whenever they are. Um, who would you like on the open day of the season, Danny? Now, this is always Ooh. an interesting one for me. For me, his answer is very simple Burnley. They're coming down, yeah. they'll be in a bit of turmoil. Let's play them early doors. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that actually. Um, maybe would you say Burnley away or Burnley home first game of the season, though? Ooh. Probably Burnley away because then later in the season we can have them at home. Because mm. we'll need the fans a bit more then, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that actually. Um, but I do have a football, not oddity, but it's like an, an interesting thing that's occurred in the mm. Championship. So yeah. if you separate England into South, Midlands, and North, right, 50% of the Championship is Northern teams. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you just. Because if you just squeak Stoke into that, um, 50% of, of the league's northern teams, we just call it the Northern Championship for this year. Yeah. But, it's, but, it's also, but it's also good for the club because we've got all of these teams around us who all have decent away followings. I reckon our away end will be packed out week in, week out. Um, so that'll be good for the club's finances, but also generating an atmosphere at New York Stadium because there's always a better atmosphere when there's more away fans because we sort of counteract them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it could be a very, very fruitful um, season in the Championship, both for the club's coffers and for atmosphere, which would be nice. Um, yeah. and, and for us taking a few fans away as well, because like I said, 12 teams are in the north, that's 12 decent away days that's not too mm. far away, travel-wise, unless it's Sunderland on a Tuesday night, but hopefully it's not. Hopefully they'll focus on the, uh, on the southern team for Tuesday night. 
Oh, well, no, actually, uh, no. Perf- the perfect thing would be the Midland team. So it's like just halfway. Chef, you get Chef, you on a Tuesday night both times. That'll do. That's yeah, that's that a good say. idea. Um, Will Daniels says Preston or Blackpool away on the first of the season. Blackpool in July, Mick. Take a tickle your fancy at all? Nah, not really. I mean, we'll go obviously, but it would particularly tickle my fancy now. I'm not a fan of Blackpool, but they are. Three points, fish and chips, beer on seafront. I don't know what more you want. What, 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 what's not? What, what is not appealing to you? <laughs> I like that three points. I like the sound of that. <laughs> That's nice. Three points, Jerry A's own goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neil Liversidge, does anybody know how many season tickets we've sold so far? No. Mm. Any of you two, any ideas yet? I, I swear we'll update it in the next few days, to be honest with you. I think it's difficult with the, the renewals. I think it's well over four and a half thousand. I think mm. I've read somewhere already, um, but it's difficult to know, isn't it? Because obviously, the vast majority of us are on auto mm. renewal. I think uh, certainly, I, well, I mean, I yeah. the vast majority of us, the vast majority of us three are. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to scale that up. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, no idea, um, but. It, I mean, it just—it's—it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, it just shows how far we've come. This is uh, pull up a sandbag. Let me tell you the story. Uh, <laughs> in when we were at Millmore, the company I worked for used to print the season tickets, um, and if we got over two thousand, it was a good season. If we had to print over two thousand season tickets, it was a very, very good season. Um, <laughs> so we're now ten years down, well, more than ten years down the line since leaving Millmore. Uh, probably 15 years since I was involved mm-hmm. in that. So that just shows you how far we've come as a club. We're only tin pot, we're only small, but you know, the vast majority of people that come through that turnstile on a Saturday or Tuesday night are season ticket holders, which is which is phenomenal. So, yeah, it's. I agree. Steve Cooper mentions there'll be a lot of Tuesday games because of the World Cup. Yeah, that takes up a four week wow. gap. Uh, but, but we do start earlier, and I think the, the normal league finishes maybe a week or so later. So they have counted in a little bit, but then you're counting any postponements, any FA Cup runs for any clubs. Um, but we do know, love a night match at New York, don't we? Oh, don't we just? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's, let's talk about who's joining us uh, from the Premier League. Burnley have like, managed to tumble to the trap door, as it's referred to. Uh, having lost to Newcastle United and Leeds picked up a point. Uh, no, picked up a win, sorry, uh, against nine-man Brentford. The heroically soldiered past nine-man Brentford <laughs> to secure Premier League survival. Well done, Leeds. Um, I'd make, we, would you, before the game, were you bothered? Were you got? Yeah, I didn't want Leeds. Oh, okay. I didn't want Leeds. Um, I didn't want Sheffield United to... I wanted Sheffield United to go up. I, I, you know what I'm like with derbies. I hate I them. I can't stand them. You know, they're great. It's great when you've won, when you're walking away from Swillsborough with three points in your back pocket. I love that. I love that bit of it. The rest of it, I can't stand. I hate it. Um, so we've now got to go to Bramble Lane, which is a bit of a ball ache. But, um, <laughs> I had that one before. I like that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on Huddersfield going up, so we've only got... A, uh, which is not really a derby, is it? To be fair, I just not feel... really. So it's much as a derby as Forest, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what? What question? Oh, Leeds. <laughs> you wanted Burnley, and you got Burnley. Yeah, yeah. 
the, and, and John's just put it up now on the on the comments there. John Morales just put it up. I was just about to go on about this. Burnley are going to be in trouble now that they come down um, financially. Um, I think they've got some some significant issues. They've got something like a sixty five million pound loan that is due going to be due for um, for for recall or repayment now that they've mm. been relegated. Um, so. You know, it's going to be, it, it might not be quite plain sailing despite the parachute to payments for uh, for Burnley. So we'll, we'll have yeah. to wait on that. As John Mel points, Burnley fans are screwed. I think they're going to have to pay a £65 million loan and question marks over the owners. When the not financial expert, as you'll probably see from this explanation, when they were sold earlier on in the season, the cash that was used to buy the club with was a loan against the club. And if they got relegated, then that loan became payable almost in full. So basically, the loan was against the parachute payments. And when they get relegated, that parachute payments, where that parachute payment is meant to soften your fall from the Premier League, it's now gone into the into the cash pockets of whoever this company is. I don't know who they are. Um, so that means they have no they have no cushion. They have no cushion to soften the blow of falling out from a, from a wages point of view, from blah 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 point of view. It puts them in back. But Sheffield United went through this similar thing last season, to be fair. Um, so it's not it's not a fatal blow to them next season, Danny. But if they didn't have this loan, they obviously would be in a much better position. I could feel the cogs in my head turning trying to work that <laughs> out. My God. <laughs> but yeah, the way like you say, um, I think I've got my head around it. So because they went down, that loan is now repayable against the club. But if they yes. stayed up, then it would it works differently. It, would, it weren't payable for like five years or something like that. Right, got you. And I think Burnley get a 80 mil windfall for get, uh, in parachute payments in the first season, I think. So they've still got 15 mil e- either side, which I'm sure <clears throat> with that loan, they'll be paying it installments, won't they? Um, no, it's due. It's due up. Oh, 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 is it 65 mil bang on, on the yeah, table? If you get relegated, due straight away, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so... So they've only got 15 mil to play with from parachute payments this year. Then interesting. Um, yeah, it's a yeah, definitely like yeah, like Will, Will Daniels just Will put Pope yeah. McNeil. Yeah, so they have got Couples. some good assets there to bring in a bit of money. Um, yeah, I think we'll have to keep a close eye on Burnley because they could be definitely one that, that will go either one or two ways. Either they'll do fantastically well or they will be straight yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they could be in one way out the other, or they could be straight back up. Um, I don't think it'll be a, a late playoff push for Burnley. It'll be one or the other this season for them, um, which could be good news for us. Hopefully six points. Yeah, and, they, and they've also got to pick up their management situation. They've still got Mike Jackson's mm. interim manager. Uh, I remember last time when we played him, I think in 2015, I think we played him, Mick. They came down from the Premier League with Sean Dyche, with, with Vokes and the team, Andre Gray. They came down and were prepared for the championship at the time. They were prepared to go straight back up. They couldn't be further away from that. They've got, they've got these great players in Corne, Pope McNeil, etc. They're going to have to get rid of them to pay off the loan so that they can yeah. continue. It's, it's, as Danny says, it's difficult to know exactly, but it, things have, have been made much more difficult but it's all their fault. Yeah, it just makes you uh, sort of cheerful and happy about how our clubs, how our clubs is running, doesn't it? Mm. You know, these are things that at the moment, as we stand, it's not something that is is a worry for us. 
you've got to feel necessarily for the supporters of these clubs that you know you you, you gamble and gambling really wins, does it? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and 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 it's coming home to roost for so many so many clubs now, and it's the fans that suffer ultimately. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're in a position where we need to take advantage of of these sorts of things. So um, we we'll have to see how it pans out with them. But they've got a lot of money to. They've got a lot of good players that they could sell to realise some uh, some cash to, to to get themselves a solid championship squad together. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, Johnny Elster, I think they're losing nine players out of contract. Tarkovsky is one of them, I think. Who is uh, one of their best, yeah. best central defenders. So that is an issue. Then isn't it? I didn't realise that. Yeah, you don't, you get, these. Are, I mean, that's not something that you consider, is it? You know, you, you look at the players that they've got, and then you think, well, you know, they've got. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you just assume that they're all in contract, um, and clearly some of them aren't. So. Mm. Yeah, there they are. Uh, well done. It's a huge rebuild in terms of new manager and new style. How that loan has been agreed by the powers that be, putting the club in a new level of jeopardy is ludicrous. But he yeah. suspects they'll be top ten, and this feeds into the the uh, question of regulation in football. Um, that loans like that shouldn't you can't buy a club. You shouldn't be able to buy a club using the club's cash. It's yeah. just it's crazy. Can I borrow money from you to buy you? No, no, you can't do that. That's stupid. But it's allowed in football. Um, Don't worry, the NFL are all over this. They are they. But no, they're not, to be fair. But what they are doing, they're very, very good at digging up tweets from 10 years ago to try and discipline players. They're all over that. Not a problem because that's a piece of cake. Well, let's not deal with all this that's complicated that might be ruining football. Okay, that was a mini Mick rant for everybody there. A little mini rant there for you. <laughs> um, John Rell says Sky has said Vincent Company has been lined up to take the job. Yeah, that'll 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 solve everything. Get a really young and experienced manager to come into a really competitive. Who's, who's going to have to be paid an arm and a leg to do it? Who doesn't know the league? Yeah, yeah. Um, sounds sounds like a plan to me. Well done, guys. This, uh, there's no building fans. I'll clip that for next season, won't they? I'm having yeah, a quick okay. Google at that because I should. Ah, here we go. Um, Vincent Company's managed Anderlecht on two occasions. Player manager. Yeah, player manager, then took over as manager. Um, just just as, man, just as manager. I think so, um, yeah. It's, it's from Belgium, is it? So I don't know exactly where Yeah, I, I think it's as near as it can get, I think. Um, but he's not really uprooted any trees in his short time at Anderlecht. And I think to get him away from that to return to English football, it will be a, a pretty penny to bring him back as well. Um, yeah, so might be wishful thinking from Sky, but you know it might be a gamble Burnley's willing to take. We'll have to wait and see. Do you think they've just gone, he's a continental Sean Dyche, isn't he? Is a big, strong <laughs> central defender. <laughs> European Sean Dash. Yeah. Are, are you suggesting, Matt, that there's that there's going to now be the European Managers Association? <laughs> Could, be. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> I hate to say it though, but the perfect manager to get Burnley out of this situation would be Sean Dyke. But they've <laughs> they, they sacked him and then got relegated. I mean, oh, if, I, I honestly think if they'd have kept him, he would have found a way to keep Burnley up. 
I'm sure or he would have done. He'd have gotten back up. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario. Um, for, for me, and, and I think we're a club that in, obviously in the Championship do a similar sort of thing, that you obviously want to stay up and you pay the money to try and stay up. But if thing if if it hits the fan, we're prepared. If we go back down, we've got a system in place. You've got Paul Warren at the minute. You've got a transfer system in place. I think that's really really important. You have that, even if you're in Championship at six years, you've still got to have some sort of plan in place if it all goes wrong. And Burnley had that until six months ago, until these new owners took over, um, who took the risk. And uh, you know, AOL. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I've run. I've. I've my list is done. You're not, you're not going to talk about Delia. Delia, Delia Smith, the cool. Yeah, well, they're coming down and all, aren't they? I mean, I mean, we yeah, but we knew about that six weeks ago. Well, uh, well yeah, twelve months I just ago. Thought we were covering who were coming down and who were going up. Sorry, I did, forgive me. <laughs> uh, we we can do. We didn't really cover Watford. We, I suppose we did cover Watford. Um, yeah, we covered Watford, didn't we? They're coming down. Not, and they'll go back up again. That's just how. That's how it works. Norwich are coming down. They'll go back up again. That's how it works. And it's the interesting thing with Norwich is they've changed manager. Yeah, yeah. They've done what we haven't, which we're happy with, is that they've got rid of Farker. They brought Dean Smith in, who needed the playoffs mm. to get promoted with Jack Grealish in the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, good point. Well made. Maybe they've decided they want to spend a couple of years in Championship. Yeah. Who knows? John Morrell, Norwich and Watford in the top two next season. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Fair comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, you're probably right. To be probably about right. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, is there anything else? We've got plenty of time. If there's anything else that you need to talk about, should we talk about what's coming up in terms of our future episodes? While you two think we've got, we talked to Neil Richardson, as we've already mentioned. So, that will be out potentially this week. If not this week, it'll be out next week, the following Thursday. Uh, we're also talking to Cedric. Chris Cedric, we're speaking to him this week. So that'll be out again, probably June, to be honest with you. Um, we're going to try and keep doing these live Sunday night episodes, Monday morning episodes for the podcast, just to wrap up any news that has been done. And then the midweek episodes, unless there's been any major breaking news, will then just be yeah, any former player interviews. We're going to try and speak to some family members. We're going to try and speak to... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got we've got some of Victor's family lined up to talk to over the next few weeks as well. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of that's going to be broadcastable because Tobias and his family are amazingly hilarious. But is that is that going to be the New York Talk Drunk podcast? <laughs> I thought that. Yeah, <laughs> Rotherham fans drunk that week. Um, yeah. That can't be that's... live under no circumstances. Well, that's uh, that's what we're planning on doing because I, I I find it interesting. You're finding out from their family are. Uh, the, they came into football. They brought support. Spoke to Alison, didn't we? Dan Barlas's mother. Christmas, Christmas episode. Um, and we've had the pleasure of meeting Tobias and Theo Bone and Marcus, who are Victor's family. And they are hilarious. So to get them on would be uh, an absolute riot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's coming up. This is what's coming up. This may be part of an office. And also, we want to get more fans involved. You know the work we've been doing the last twenty minutes or so of previous episodes with fans during the season. Get involved. If we've got a few people who've already said they want to come on, well, I will be in touch with shortly to get you on. The other fan story, we, we know we want to more hear. There's so many different types of Rotherham fans, isn't there? Uh, we've heard from people in Australia. We've heard from people elsewhere. Get involved. rfcpod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get involved. 
Boys, I've given you plenty of time. I filled for ages. Is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I, I think um, we should re- release the uh, the new transfer rumour that we're going to try and get circulated around Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Again, much like the much like the Wednesday um, video we put out, we will need fan- everybody's help with this. But mm. so, Danny, it has to be a sensible rumour, a sensible-ish rumour. You can't, we can't go sign, you know, Messi on Mbappe style contract mm. terms. Um, what are you thinking? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I think it's a given that we'll be probably loaning out Josh Chapman, try and get him some match experience in the championship, um, away from the championship. But there is also a, a very experienced goalkeeper who's probably looking at carrying on his career somewhere now that he's left Watford, and that is Ben Foster. I have planted mm-hmm. the seed by commenting on his um, on his <laughs> podcast, saying I think you should come to Rotherham. You know, you'd be a great um, teacher for our younger goalkeepers. And then we had have Andy Warrington and Ben Foster passing on their knowledge to Victor and uh, and Vickers. I think it just makes sense for everybody, to be fair. And um, it'd be a great guest to have on the podcast as well. During the uh, during the Sunday episodes, we could go on his podcast as well. You know, New York Talk on the um, on the Cycling GK podcast. I think it just makes sense for all parties, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I think Ben Foster will be coming to Rotherham. When you say all parties, you mean us? Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair comment, that Danny. I, I like I like where you're coming from there. It's going to benefit. It's going to benefit Ben because obviously he's going to be able to then. Start to as he starts to move into coaching and everything else, so you know we can get his get him in his badges and, and all that sort of stuff if he's not got them already. Uh, but it's all that, all about that experience, um, you know. I think it's I think it's a done deal to be honest. Yeah, and it'd be nice to have someone at the club who's older than Richard Wood as well. Yeah, <laughs> but what I would say, don't, don't tell anybody. Secret. Keep it. Keep it. Why is that red light blinking at the top of the screen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Ben Foster's going to Rotherham. Done deal, boys. Done deal. Yeah, has to be. We'll pay, we'll pay him a friend um, of a week to come and play for us. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't sort of mention Mick how good news it is. I know we we sort of glossed over it. Victor confirmation that his contract's been been renewed last week. We didn't sort of we didn't talk about it because there was so much other stuff to talk about. That that is a really it's, a, it's an automatic renewal, but it's really good to have him on board with Josh Vickers. That yeah, yeah. They're clearly close. Those two are very, very close. Obviously, Josh Chapman as well. It's an amazing goalkeeping setup we've got, and Victor's a, a great part to have. And uh, obviously, we love having a part club. I, I mean, let's be fair. We, from a goalkeeping point of view, I don't think, in my memory, I can't think we've been ever been in a better place. Um, mm. You know, we've throughout the years. You know, I can remember some really, really good goalkeepers that we've had. I can never remember having two fighting for the same place who were just as good as yeah. each other. Possibly going back to the 70s, we've got Jim McDonough and Roy Tunks who were both probably about as about on a level, but they weren't as they weren't on the level that these two are on. You know yeah. Th- these two are I mean I mean th- there is no doubt in my mind that Victor will play international football for Sweden. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Um I, I, Josh Vickers, unfortunately for Josh, I suspect he's English, isn't he? So that might not that might not be an international career might not be on the horizon for him. Um, might have some Welsh, Welsh or Scottish grandparents. You don't know. Yeah, potentially. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so we, we've never been better placed. Um, and 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 as Cheryl Stone's just pointed out in the comments, there they're both ours. 
neither of them mm. are lone, lone players, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see Victor back. Love him to bits. Absolutely love him to bits. Um, so, yeah, it's fantastic news. Yeah, if you'd like some context, we, we, when we spoke to Victor, we asked him, I asked him about his international ambitions and obviously sort of played it down, which is which is understandable. And we're looking at their goalkeepers and Don, Doncaster's goalkeeper this season has two caps. I know he's on loan from Watford. But Pontus Dahlberg has two international caps. And bear in mind some of the videos that's been going around this week from Donny's season. Uh, he was involved in some of those tournaments. So that that gives you an idea of um, if, if he has a good season championship. Who knows? Sky's limit, isn't it? If it's something like that. Um, here yeah. he here first. Victor's getting a call up for the Swedish national team. Oh. And if he does, Sam we've Lundin. got first dibs on the shirts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think his dad might have first dibs on the other yeah. side of the Sweden shirt, to be honest. We're first dibs outside of the immediate family, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. Uh, Paramount UK says we need some contracts sorting out. Yeah, I would. Well, we've been all, we've been almost guaranteed. A guarantee is a strong word in football because not is guaranteed. Um, but we've been told by the end of the coming week that Michael Smith will be decided one way or another. And Michael Hickwiz is not going to be too far off, is it, mate? We, we can't be waiting much longer than... The season starts in two months. We can't be waiting much longer for both of them. No, we can't. And, and to be fair, the players will want to get themselves sorted anyway as well, won't they? So um, everything will be done as, as quickly and expeditiously as possible, won't it? For, for, for expeditiously. Everybody. Expeditiously. Um, I, I, I like a long word. I don't know what it means, but uh, I think it just means quick. But you know, um, it, listen, I, I I'm going to nail my colours to the mast, and and I'm not. I wouldn't put money on it, but I think they'll both sign. Okay, that would be uh, incredible if they both signed. To be honest uh, with you, absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. But on the flip side of it, you know, if they don't, I wish them both well. Uh, yeah, they, they'll move on to 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 somewhere else, and we'll 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 get somebody better in. Better, yeah. Okay, uh, we will because I, I, I genuinely, but they may not be better to start with, but we will develop yeah. into players. You know, what I mean, and that's that's where that's where we're going at the moment. That's where we appear to be going. We we we're progressing not only in terms of the quality of the, the players that we're keeping and keeping in the contract. But we're also pro- progressing in terms of the quality of players that we're signing, you know. Um, so it's 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 all looking good at the moment uh, in that in that respect from my point of view. Yeah, Paramed uh, UK has been drinking from the same cup as you, Mick. If they both sign, I'm sticking money on us to make the top six. Uh, well, that would be ambitious, but go. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Morell says the contract rules are usually sorted by now. If it takes long, can't be good. Our contract renewals have always taken this long, positively, <laughs> positively or negatively. Um, but don't know. But the, the thing is, the difference is that the season's only just finished, you know, and, and it hasn't for the championship. Well, and it hasn't for the championship, so that's that's the difference, I think, this year. Um, obviously, some championships clubs are still in, involved, well, two are, um, but but you know, it, so I, I get where John's coming from, and you know, that that is a, is a way of looking at it, but. We'll see. We'll see. It, yeah. it is what it is. Either way, it doesn't, doesn't really matter, does it? No. No. Um, Shell Stone asked when the players set for pre-season, back to be tre- pre-season training. They're probably not more, not much more than four weeks away. They normally have a good six or seven weeks with the pre-season. 
um, and bear in mind the season starts at the ver- or to the very end of July, you're probably talking again. This is nothing official. You're probably talking somewhere on the 30th or 20th of June with, to get prepared for the season. So really, not much, not, not far away at all for the players going back in. You know, Matt, that was the exact date I had in my head as well. <laughs> it's like we'll be back around mid mid June. Yeah, that'll that perfect spot on. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably be back uh, a week before what I suspect will be the date for the park game, which is twenty um, fifth of June potentially. Uh, they'll probably be back the week before that, I suspect, because mm. that's just like the showpiece opener, really, into you know the um, yeah. the uh, the town club against the uh, the club that hosts our training complex. Um, so yeah, probably the week before that, they'll be still a little bit um, rusty. Is not the right word, but you know they'll, they'll have been drinking far too much for their own good, especially after Vegas. So they'll be they'll be a bit um, off pace. That's that's a better way of putting it. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them back. To be honest, um, preseason is always nice just to see you know like which trialists we get in. Are they any good? You know, see how other players are like to see him playing those sort of games. Especially Georgie Kelly. I'm really looking forward to seeing Kelly mm. in preseason. Um, I have been doing some looking up about. When we when we release retain lists and stuff, and did we did we release ours on the sixteenth this time around sixteen seventeen something like that about that yeah yeah well we've more or less always released our retain list the second week in May <laughs> for at least the last five years as far as I can find on the internet um and then it usually all kicks off in June but because season's a bit earlier this time probably see something around the end of May, start of June, in terms of contracts. But like you said before, it usually takes a little bit for us to get going, doesn't it, with um, contracts being officially renewed. Uh, I think it took us a while to even trigger Danny Ward's 12-month option before mm. we sold him on to did, yeah. Cardiff. Was it Cardiff? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It took us a bit to, to announce that, so it could be the same with Smith, um, just to announce whether he's going or staying. We'll have to wait and see. It'll take us a bit to announce if Chio's signed a new deal. Or whether he's just keeping on his twelve-month option, same with Yiki, about signing a new deal. So yeah, I think um, football symmetry. We all like football symmetry, don't we? We should start hearing things at the start of June. I like it as a guess, as it should be done. <laughs> yeah, and better you got to look at also the, the transfer business in League One. We didn't start signing anybody till, or we didn't sign most of the, our top players till the week of the season starting, which is obviously not ideal. But if that's the case, so be it. As long as they're the right people. Who cares? Um, yeah, there we go, there we go, there we go. Final call for any of the topics, because we've now got over our time. Nah, not for me. Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we had tipped over a 1,000 followers on Twitter, which really? thank you everybody very much for tipping us over that lovely little landmark. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube because we're creeping up to 600 on there. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that's audio, make sure you subscribed and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, particularly if you can, because that's what it asks for. We will be back. There will be a new episode on Thursday. Uh, keep an eye out for that. That will either be the Neil Richardson interview, uh, which is about an hour and a half. It's an extra long one, but it's very well worth it. Or if there's any big news, we will be back live to talk about a Smith deal, transfer silence, whatever. But we'll certainly be back live next Sunday. Um, and then, yeah, cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Uh, Mick, there was only a little bit of rant today. Well done. Well, you know, th- there's not a lot happening, is there, mate? You know, 
I'm teeing up. I'm getting ready for. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm in my queue for championship. Just, <laughs> just keep it in. You keep it there and just dicking over, is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Danny, always a pleasure. Think of some good transfer rumours next time. We'll stop, you know, piling that. Yeah, definitely. By the way, what do you think to the? Uh, I'll go that way. What do you think to the flag? Are we viewers on you? What do you think to the flag being up? <laughs> <laughs> Proud of South like Yorkshire. Only team in York, South Yorkshire to have a good season. Exactly. <laughs> it weren't hard. No. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.